0: Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zook. It is another awesome day for another awesome episode of how to become next on scene in your field of business or in your passion. Before I bring on, my amazing guest, I always like to start with a marketing tip that can definitely incorporate into some self-care to keep your week going. I want to talk about the importance of creating an introductory video. Um, if you are a small business owner, I see this so much. Um, In terms of your storytelling, it allows people to see you at your core, you know, like in real time, instead of just posting a picture on your website about how you started your business, and it might be brief, you can actually really open up and tell people like in a visual way interactively that will really inspire people and get more connected to you. It's also another awesome way that media people can really see you on camera and learn more about your story. A storytelling is what sells. Um, it always does for customers, for media outlets, all the things. So if you have not done an intro video, I highly recommend you update it every couple years as well as your business shifts. You look different. It's just always important to re-update those things. So that is my marketing tip of the week. Now I'm so excited to bring on my amazing guest. I have Candice Pagliaro-Hudson. She is so amazing. She is the owner and principal broker of Live Realty, and she's going to inspire us on how to not be a dumbass when it comes to real estate. Stay tuned and get inspired. the ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next on Scene. Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. I'm so excited to be here with the amazing owner and principal broker of Live Realty, Candice, Paglia rulo Hi,
1: Candice. How are you today? Hi, I'm wonderful. How are you?
0: Good. I'm so excited to have you. You are such a rock star and I'm so excited for my audience to get to know you. So today we're going to talk all about how to not be a dumbass in real estate, (laughs) right? (laughs) We're going to talk about the ins and outs and how you're an amazing stager and I'm so excited for my audience to get to know you. So let's first start with your background. Like how did you get into the real estate world?
1: I started extremely Young, 14, 15 years old in a real estate office. My aunt was the manager of, and they gave me a break. I started answering phones. Then I started assisting top producers. Then I started doing some back office accounts payable, accounts receivable, HR. So by the time I was 18 and able to be licensed, I really had a fantastic education leading up to my career. And I've been doing this for almost 27 years now.
0: Amazing. And when did Live Realty come out?
1: Live Realty came about right before the pandemic. Ironically, um, I left Century 21 as the top agent in New England and for my firm. And I said, I think I can do it better or I can do it differently. And I wanted to take hold of my time and my money. So we went ahead and we opened up Live Realty and now we have almost 50 agents and I have not spent not $1 on recruiting any of them. I'm super proud of that. It's all been from the law, law of attraction. So it's been really amazing.
0: So do you cover like for people who are listening, because we have a broad audience, like the territories you cover, is it mostly North Shore, Massachusetts, South mm-hmm.
1: Shore? I would say we're mostly North Shore, but we've not, we do a lot South Shore. We do um, out West all the way to Worcester. We do New Hampshire and we're recently jumping right into Maine. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: so- yeah, Candace NAS- just got Ham- licensed there. Woohoo!
1: NAS, New Hampshire, and Maine as of right now. And we have oh. stations all over from every every location.
0: So I love the name of the business. Can you share what inspired the name? Because it has a unique spelling too. So can you just for the audio people that are listening, just Tell us more
1: about that too. Sure, sure. Yeah. So um, Liv was created on my couch after about two weeks of trying to come up with a company name. We wanted it short. We wanted it sweet. We wanted it memorable. And I kept yelling to my husband, how about this? He'd say, no, how about this? No. You know, it <laughs> just kept going on for a while until I said, what about Liv? And he said, tell me more. And I said, what if we shortened it, made it a little spicy, made it LYV?" And to be honest with you, it's the essence of why we move, what we do, why real estate exists, is we want to love where we live. And so from there, the uh, the baby was born.
0: So cool. And it's such a unique, like, it's very memorable. It really is. Like, it is. The spelling, like, I just feel like it's a very memorable name. So
1: it, it has been it has certainly attributed to a success for sure. I love
0: it. So let's talk about why people wouldn't have success in the real estate market. So where should we start, Candace? I'm going to go with your lead. So,
1: so when to not be a dumbass buyer? Yeah. Let's start with let's start with buying. I'll give you some examples. I guess recently I had a beautiful home for sale, and the buyer's agent came in with their client. Um, I believe the client was drunk, so that's don't go anywhere drunk. Um, don't say too much as a buyer. The more you tell me, the more I have to put in my back pocket to inform and help my seller make an informed decision on who's offer to choose. So if you're not telling me good things, if you're telling me you're fighting with my, your husband over this house, and, and there's already angst, and if you're telling me um, you're really stretching it and this is a big move and you're nervous and you're scared or you're telling me you're ready for a divorce or you're telling me something crazy. I've got to tell my seller you know, what you're telling me and I've got to be able to protect him so that we can get to the for them so that we can get to the finish line and make sure that you know everything works out the way we need to and we need a successful sale. So say nothing. Don't tell me that you need to sell your house. Don't tell me anything. I will I will speak with your agent about it. Do not tell the agent that is at the open houses anything. Zip it. Shut up. Don't be a dumbass. So, does that basically like, it protects
0: the seller in that case, right? It's better that's why it's better not to
1: say anything. Well, if I'm working for the seller, it's my job to make sure I'm protecting the seller. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just going to hurt their overall offering when maybe there's two like for like offers and I say well I think she was drunk while I met her they might see instability from that you
0: know
1: I'm all about people enjoying themselves but maybe not at an open house at 11 o'clock in the morning so there's all um there's all different red flags if you will don't give me the red flags to run with don't give me
0: so from the other side too so you're If you're bringing a client, like a buyer, to a showing, what's the what's the benefit of? I
1: educate them. I educate them big time. I will often be like, "Listen, we'll talk when we leave," and I'm not talking out front where the ring camera is. We'll talk when we get in our car. So let's just walk through. You can point out a couple questions, but let's not say too much. Let's not go over situation. Let's not try to try to butter up the agent. Let's just be normal. Let's just be cool. Let's look at the house, and then we'll really have an in-depth conversation with more details when we get back in the car. I often say, "There's cameras everywhere. There's audio everywhere. Even if people don't disclose it, with by law they are supposed to in Massachusetts. But even if they don't, can you really trust it?"
0: Great, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. People just don't, don't overthink. They don't overthink it. They just yeah,
1: they just can't shut up. They can't stop being dumbasses.
0: So what about from a buyer's side? Like how can buyers prevent from being dumb
1: Yeah, I mean, well, certainly, you know, whenever they go somewhere, zip it, be quiet, go in, go out, look at everything that you need to look at, but be prepared too, as far as having your pre-approval ready, working with a lender that really works well with your agent. I highly recommend that, not just shopping online with some random lender or bank, that you may not have access to when you really need to during the transaction. So I would, I would absolutely make sure you went with someone who your your agent vetted. I am very picky about who I work with. And I can tell you that if they're if they're working with me, they're going to be in great hands with the lender I recommend to them. So I would always recommend really listening or at least getting some pricing and rate shop a little bit with who your agent really likes to work with. There's a reason why. Same thing goes for the attorney. When you're closing, you're going to choose likely an attorney to work with to represent you. And I always recommend you go with your agent's choice because we have vetted these people throughout the years. You know a couple of good ones, don't you, Jackie?
0: Yes, I might. <laughs> <laughs> So in terms of like, cause I, I mean, there are people that don't take real, work with real estate agents. What is your advice for that? Because I feel like I've totally seen it before and I would, I would love your expertise.
1: So I've made a point to really not double end anything. And what that means is not ever represent a buyer and seller in a transaction. I bring in another agent and I have them be represented no matter what. I lose a lot of money because of it. But I don't like the feeling of people not being represented. It's like going into court, if you will, without an attorney with you, and the other party has one. So why why wouldn't you seek representation? Now, some people feel that if they walk into an open house and they buy it right from the agent or they're coerced to put an offer in through the agent that is listing it, um, that they'll get a better deal. But that's not necessarily the case, and they're usually conned into doing it so that the agent can get double the commission. So um anything you say to that agent during the process, if they are under contract with the seller, which ninety-nine percent of the time they are, then they need to disclose to the seller anything you're telling them. Mm-hmm. That could be the instability, the fighting, or the part of loan issues, um, qualification issues, uh, you missed a car pay, anything like that, that could be shaky, they're they don't work for you. So good. There's, so good. There's stuff that the consumer just really doesn't know. And I'll tell you too, don't be a dumbass and call Zillow and call realtor.com and call Redfin when you see the ads. Like they're not showing you who the real listing agent is. So you really need to be mindful of doing your research, really knowing who the listing agent is. If in fact you do choose to go directly to them because otherwise you're just going to get some willy-nilly red fit agent who has no idea what's going on. He gets a salary. You could care less if you're getting your house. And um, half the time when they call us, they cancel the appointment. So be mindful of who you choose to work with, especially in such a competitive market. You could really screw yourself.
0: Great. So true. That's like really good nuggets. What advice do you have for people that are like deciding to put their house on the market? Right now, like things to be cautious of or like things to look out for
1: for sellers. So yeah. so how can sellers not be a dumbass? Basically, um clean out the 3Ds, right? Declutter, yeah. delete, and display. So what I mean by that when I say declutter clearly, that means get your shit together, take all, all the stuff out that does not need to be in that house and delete. When I say delete, give it away, donate it, throw it out get a dumpster and get it the hell out of there. That's part of the decluttering process. And then display, display your house beautifully staged in its best light. It is the reason for, uh, I, I attribute it to much of my success. My listings look, many of my listings look beautiful and people will comment on it. That Every single property list looks beautiful. It's beautifully staged, it's presented well. And it means a lot to me. I take a lot of pride in it.
0: So how did you get into the world of like staging? Because I know that's a passion of yours.
1: Yeah. So my mom, actually, we call her Fancy Nancy. So Fancy Nancy, you know, just started saying, hey, why don't you uh, put a little plant over there? Why don't you put a little plate over there? And she'd be with me at some of these things. And then she loves to shop. So she'd be like, oh, I found this for you. I think you should use it for staging. And then it just kind of evolved into taking stuff from her house, my house when I was younger in my 20s, you know, just kind of putting stuff together to being a full out staging business that we have here. It's actually called strategically staged, but we only stage for our own clients. So all of my agents have the ability to stage properties through our staging. It costs our clients nothing. We just have them pay for the move in and move out. That's it. And we're talking three $5,000 stages for whole house stages, couches, beds, dining tables, all the stuff that you need to make a house shine. And we constantly rotate our stuff. So it's really nice stuff that really fits into different types of homes.
0: So what gets you the inspiration when you walk into like a property? Like how you decide what's going to go where? And like, like I would love to hear your creative uh, flow.
1: Yeah, I really have found out lately that my drive is through making things pretty. And if I don't have a project that I'm working on that doesn't inspire me, I'm looking for one drastically. Um, So a lot of my um, personal stages are part of my design flip. So I work with the flipper or the builder to help design the properties. And then through that process, I already know what's going there. I already know, visualize what table I'm putting there, what couch I'm putting where, where it all goes. All of that matters. So I can get ahead of it. But when we're working with a house that is pre-existing and people have lived there for a long time, I've got to blank slate it. I've got to get, typically I've got to not work with their furniture. Sometimes I can't. Some people are very, they're very good. But oftentimes we have to get kind of their stuff out, depersonalize it and make it look like something is very neutralized that people can picture themselves in. That's the whole point of it. And they can picture themselves in it and they can picture every room and how it flows. Someone said to me um, the other day, why don't you just, this is crazy. It's a ton of work to stage. Why don't you just do the virtual staging? And yeah, I agree. Virtual staging can be great. So much easier. Fantastic. I cannot do that because when I virtual stage something and it looks gorgeous and then clients come in or customers come into that house, looking at it, it doesn't look gorgeous anymore. And they are disappointed and I just think that takes away from the entire process, the entire feel, sure. sure. um, and the success of the entire transaction.
0: So cool. I completely
1: agree with that. Thank you. Yeah. For that. What are some goals you have for yourself in the next year? Oh man, my poor husband. I've got <laughs> so many goals. He got me a necklace once. It's a dreamer. I'm a, I'm a dreamer. I love the creativity. I love the excitement. I love crushing goals. So I, I, you know, we're opening a brokerage in Maine now. That's our next thing. We've got a property management company. We've got, I eventually want to build property. So, you know, furthering the design aspect of things and um, just continue to work with our agents to do what I've done. That's been successful.
0: Anyone, yeah, team,
1: and just right. continue to grow, grow the business and the culture organically as we have. It's really Amazing. been fantastic. So, yeah. how can
0: people, if they're interested in joining your team, like how can they learn more about that? How can they get? Yeah,
1: yeah, team? they can reach out. You know, absolutely. We have messages all the time that hey, I've been watching you guys. It's fantastic what you do. I love your marketing because at we're a marketing company first, right? And so this all plays into how to, how our parents portrays and agents want to look good as well not only that they want all of the agents in their office to look professional totally. and i think a lot of these bigger companies lose sight of that and they let their agents just go willy-nilly with all types of marketing and branding that they want to do and it's not good so we really hold the hand of our agents we help them with all of their marketing we do it for them we assist them like i said with Beautifying the properties, you know, sourcing the photography, what pictures use, how to do the you know, tweaking descriptions, all kinds of things that you don't really know takes a long time, but behind the scenes, we're we're constantly striving to be better. So it's like I said, it's it certainly has worked for us and for all of our agents. It's been awesome. And you also like teach. Don't you teach people to become agents? Don't you have a school? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have a real estate school too. Yes, I know. I forgot to mention that. We have a real estate school. It's not our our sole focus at all. It's more like a way to satisfy people that just are following us and really want to learn the process and what we do. And and we hold their hands all the way through. Awesome.
0: Candice, you're amazing. How can people follow you on social and stay in
1: touch? Well, we got a lot of pages, but um, if you want to go to live com or at live realty, you'll find our social media. And if you want my specific social media, you can find me at at live realty, Candice. And I certainly urge you to check us out and all the things we're doing and all kinds of events. And um, we'll keep making you proud, Miss Jackie.
0: Yes, you will. You always do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank you so much, Candace. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Becoming Next on Scene. And stay tuned for who's next on scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next on Scene.